Today is August 12th, and the Yankees have won three of four from the Texas Rangers, the baseball team. Three games, they won three, they lost one. Things are looking good again. The team's playing well again, winning games they should win. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy, John Boy Jake. I, I want a stand-up desk. What the? All right. Well, we'll, all right. You don't. You think you want a stand-up desk, but you don't. I want one that you can stand up and sit down. Right. I mean, yeah. your stand-up percentage would be like 10%. It would be while I record. No way. Yeah, because I want it to be energetic. Stand the whole time while we talk to each other? Know how weird that is? And I would think I'd go an hour on, hour off. Well, thank you very much for joining. If you're just listening, I want a stand-up desk. Maybe I'll put the uh, Patreon money to a stand-up desk for both of us. Save our backs. I don't even know if you have a desk. But thank you very much for joining. This is Talking Yanks. I'm your host, John Boy, and Jake is my co-host. He's in Denver. And this episode is brought to you by Zachary Bath. Nice. Artie Cruz and Jeremy Castro. Those are our three most recent Patreon subscribers. You can sponsor the very next episode by subscribing to our patron. $2 a month, which is $24 a year, helps us out. You get early access, video access, and you get your name put in a raffle at the end of each month to win a Yankees jersey with no name on the back from affordablejerseys.com. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. Jake, you're in Denver. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. Had a had a pretty pretty quiet weekend. Hung out, watched some Yanks. I was man, I, this just keeps happening. Like the the one night I truly line up to watch a Yankee game, like I've got it I've just got it all in check. I've taken care of the dog. Food's ready to go. Whatever it is, whenever I've done that this year, it's been a bad game so far. Friday night, the tough game for the Yanks in this series, I was like, yes, this is my Friday night. I'm going to be locked in. And then that kind of, they kind of shat the bed for me there. Um, Besides that, good weekend. Yeah, a lot of good games. I was just grinning ear to ear. I'm going to turn off my TV Uh, for anyone that likes golf. Tiger Woods just put one on the lip of the cup and then it refused to fall in. Yeah, and he was like bent too. over crying sad. And if you're like, I love seeing Tiger get really, really close and then lose it. That's like what I like. I don't like rooting for him to win. I like rooting for him to get close. So it's interesting and then lose it. It's perfect for me. Back to Yankees. Right. I had a nice quiet weekend. Um, we're in a house with like family and brother and my brother went to his friends and it was just me and Katie in the house. And dude, I got to tell you, this sounds rude to anyone in my life that I hang out with, but when I get a Sunday day game and I just watch it alone, I make the videos and the gifts and hang out, and then we go straight into recording this, that's like such a mood booster that when they lose on those days, it just sends me into like a divot of depression. So I'm so up 
and happy. I poured myself another coffee because when I'm happy, I just want to keep with the caffeine. So that's my state of mind. I'm coming on the podcast today. I'm a ball of joy. Yeah, why- you you are. It's a little it's a little too much for me right now. It's not that hyper crazy coffee, Jimmy. We saw. I'm yeah, glad that guy's always, been missing. It's always too but. much for you. But hey, the Yanks are looking good, and they need to look. They went six and one since the Boston series, but but Red Sox also went six and one, so we didn't gain any ground. But hey, I've given up on that. You know, uh, you don't watch Band of Brothers. There's this there's this scene in Band of Brothers where Blythe is really scared to fight in battle, and he's really scared of war. And it's like the most famous scene. Lieutenant Spear says to him, "The only way you can function as a soldier is to know you're already dead. And once you accept that you're already dead, then you'll be able to act the way you should act on a battlefield." Yankees fan, the division, the Red Sox. I don't. That's gone. Let's win games. Let's secure top wild card spot, and let's make sure our everyone's going good, and let's crush that game. And that's what we're doing. And I said it last episode. If September comes and we look up and we're within four, five games, then I will uh, change my stance. But as of now, people keep sending me the Red Sox score. Yo, out of my face. I, 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 I'm just done with it. We just got to win games. Yeah, I think you're right on that. I think you're. It's it's a little. <laughs> you said a couple a couple things I really like. A couple things. I'm not in love with it's it's still because if you're fully playing for the wild card, it's a different mentality. It's it's just win games like you've lost the privilege. Yeah, yeah there's to no track such thing as Red playing Sox for the wild games. card up until one week out. But and I, I don't know if we want to start win with games. this, but uh, I mean, do we want to have some lineup talk off the bat? Because this kind in my head, that's a conversation that's tied to what you just said. So you think the resting guys and all that is because they're just saving people to get... Dude, I don't know. This is what we said on the first... We said at the halfway break, we were fine with all the resting people as long as it meant in the second half, it was like, okay, go time. All our good players are going to play. And now we're here in the second half, and it's just not that. We're still resting people. We did go 6-1 and one or whatever like in these games, so we are winning... But, yeah, every time the lineup comes out, it's just like, oh, my God. And Shane Robinson's a starter. But, I I mean, there is a reason for that one that Giancarlo is strictly a DH right now. Right. But we never – so we we unveiled right fielder Neil Walker this week, which is fine. But we still – was today the first day that Shane Robinson sat in what, like seven games or something? Some like that, yeah, Shane, <laughs> dude, and, and it's it's really funny because we're obviously winning, and he's not really hurting the team right these last couple games, but so so all the people that are like worried about feelings and stuff and oh stop complaining, it's like no, I mean like <laughs> Shane Robinson shouldn't be starting games, it, yeah, I mean, and and it's so you've already made the commitment. Or it, it's been discussed that Neil Walker was going to get some run in right field, sure. So they finally roll it out there. And then that's the day they bench Hicks in center field, who I think you'd want Hicks in center field for that game. And even if it wasn't, I think you'd want Guardian center, and they put Robinson in center. Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's just tough. And, again, the game the Yankees did lose, they gave up 12 runs. So, again, it's not like we're just pigeonholing our one loss this week on Shane Robinson. But – 
I mean, there had to be. It was the feeling online that day, which, again, that's a lame statement of itself. But if you're the players and you're looking at that lineup, it's like, come on. Like, why are we resting someone every day? If you this this was my favorite at follow me at talking Jake. No, the I think the best thing I tweeted this weekend was, yeah, like there's obviously stuff to getting rest and keeping players rested and building towards the year-end goal and all that. I get that. And they have sports science stuff where they can actually measure like how exhausted your body is, all of that. That's great. And you could do that if you have Judge, Gary, and Stanton in the lineup, and you can kind of mess with the ancillary pieces and switch guys in and out, get them a day off, and then get one of the big guys a day off here and there. But right now we don't have that. Like, resting Aaron Hicks in that game I'm sorry like that just why why and then and then it starts it sends me on a slippery slope because it's like okay well did that kind of mess with the guys morale that day they're looking around like why aren't we rolling out our best line guy Neil Walker went homer from both sides of the plate the night before and gets benched Bird has a two for four day and he gets benched like I'm sorry and now I'm complaining during the six and one streak but it, it it has to be discussed. It's weird, but they're winning, but it's weird. I mean, Voight, did you hear Kay like went into the media room? I did a video on it. My new favorite thing is I, I make videos on the reporting. One guy always treats me like you're reporting on the reporting. Great. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm kind of being an ass. <laughs> yeah. But Kay went into the video, the press conference and asked Boone. Rarely does Kay go down there and ask questions. He says, do you believe in hot? Do you guys just not believe in hot? And Boone laughed in his face saying, like, Bird's hot because he had one good game, which, yeah, that's good. But also, like, you know, Bird should have played. He said they want to keep Voight relevant. It's like, why? Who the fuck cares? Voight isn't the starter or it might not even be long for this team down the stretch. Like, in a month, is Voight around? Who knows? Is Bird around? Yeah. Let's let's do the Voight Play Bird and get him hot. What, what get, who who's out there going? Yo, you gotta keep Voight relevant. Let's go. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll get all the negative stuff out of the way to start. It's a weird way to start. Well, I was so hyped but, up. And I was but no, this this stuff. is this is a positive spin on the Voight stuff because obviously you and me were a little befuddled by Voight. <laughs> we we got a little. <laughs> we got some people on Twitter cussing out the nerds because that's the only reason this guy could be playing. Like you, you just kept saying it the best way. Aaron Boone isn't going to bat for. Voight like he's never seen this guy play they're just like oh this guy's a right he's pretty good he can play some 1b like okay (laughs) I guess we'll see um here's here's where this was one of my uh, not moments of levity that's really weird but um so Tyler Austin who we traded for Lance Lynn who we'll talk just hit a homer good you know if he was starting and playing for us right now I don't think we'd be complaining about his starts in the lineup I sent this to you you know, because he's been around the team. He's done some good. It is what it is. So now spinning back. So they knew they were going to move Tyler Austin to get Lance Lynn. So they go out and get Voight, who, you know, he had some AAA numbers trending well. Uh, we saw him in right field a little bit, which I think the Yankees were scared to do with Tyler Austin. So basically the Yankees. So any of the Voight stuff. In your head, replace his name with Tyler Austin, and then describe your emotions. But the Tyler Yankee, Austin, the has Yankees, ten home runs on the year, and like decent numbers, albeit if you pick them apart, they're not that impressive. Voit, <laughs> Voit has a three oh eight on base percentage and one home run and zero doubles on the year, so they're right. not the same guy. Right, and that's but 
Which is also you, why we had to move Austin because we got a better return. Right, and you have to go. So now you have to go into the front office. They they wanted to go and get a guy for cheap that could be Tyler Austin with potentially better results, potentially worse results. But they went out and got that guy, and they're going with it. So I don't know. That's that's just kind of a way my my brain is managing it, saying. If this was Tyler Austin, would I be complaining about these at-bats? And, like, I wouldn't be stoked about them, but I wouldn't be mad. So it, it just kind of is what it is. You kind of have to – if you're a cash, in cash we trust, this is the guy they went out to get to take these at-bats. The, the, the whole, like, Bird had two hits, two doubles after not looking good. Sure, as a team, as an analytics department, you can say, well, we believe in matchups. And that they're they're saying, well, it's a tough matchup for him, so we don't we we don't think if we had an off day, he wouldn't play, and then the the hot streak would continue. So we're just gonna not allow this pitcher to ruin this potential hot streak. That's like their presentation of it or their mindset. Right. But if you're Bird, no, dude, I just went two for four with two doubles. I needed that really bad. Play me. Like how does how do you explain that to the player? Yeah, it's, it's got to it be tough. And how that's, is a player happy? That's that's how players must. I I mean, it must be full buy-in and say, hey, you know, we obviously there's stuff to the sabermetrics. I mean, you Michael K explaining shifts to to everyone on TV for two hours a, a game. It's it's a tough thing to kind of wrap your head around. So I think they must have. If you're on this Yankees team, you you have to be bought in on that. Yeah, I guess and they so. mu- they right, must again a lot of young guys that have come up through the organization. So that's again you must be preaching that organizationally. And if you join the team, that's part of your thing now too. So, all right, all yeah, all that's out. We talked about the lineup. It's befuddling and annoying, but they won. So, is what it is. I mean, in the future, once we get healthy, I just I just want our starters. Like you kept saying to me, play your best players, and. It's so, and uh, we we did miss. I think we skipped over it. Stanton has a tight hamstring. If you don't know that, yeah. So, um, he's so they don't. Only, so, which so he's Shane Robinson. DH, yeah. It excuse, excuses that Shane Robinson has to play in every game. But then the bigger question is, okay, well, how come we weren't more prepared for this? It could have been a lot of other guys. Clint's hurt. Jacoby's out. But you knew Jacoby was out. Kind of knew Clint was hurt. Why didn't you go get someone? Maybe he tried. The prices were wrong. Maybe they're going to bring someone in soon with judge looking a little further back than we thought and mm. Stan staying. I mean, you cannot risk playing Stanton in the field and, and losing him to a pulled hamstring. No, like he, it's kind of scary. Like I'd tell Stanton to go base to base. Yeah. Because you cannot risk losing Stanton. Let's talk about winning. Let's talk about winning. Let's burn game one. Are you ready? If you're a new listener, we get so many new listeners every episode. I got to explain it over and over and over again. Mm. If you're a new listener, Jake's going to burn the game. It's where he tells you really quickly what happened in the game. A minute on the clock. If he goes over a minute, he has to dump uh, a, a water bottle over his own head on air. Here we go. Minute on the clock. Are you ready to burn? What was that last part? On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one. Ariel Urado. That's fun to say. Versus Jay Happ. First game of the four-game set. Good to see you, Jay, after hand, foot, and mouth disease. How about that? Hixie baby, what's your story? Where you come from and where you want to go. Two-run shot. Ooh, little chili peppers early. Two-nothing Yanks. Top four. Little League World Series star Jerickson Profar home run. 
Yanks 2-1. The Yanks would counterpunch in the bottom of the inning. Get to the chopper now. Andujar, two-run homer. And then, oh, daddy, Disco Neal going back to back. <laughs> Chin choo choo. Two RBI double. It's 5-3 Yanks into the bottom of the fifth. Good Lord, Giancarlo. Hardest hit ball recorded by StatCast ever. <laughs> Excuse me? Solo shot followed by Neal again in the sixth from both sides of the dish. Swoon. <laughs> that would lead to your final score. It would be 7-3 Yankees. Hap gets the W. Hap to Robertson, Batances, Chapman. Nice way to start it. You like that? I, I tried to work in a lot that burn. One note, StatCast is a bag of shit. <laughs> Actually, probably not an exit velocity because that seems like how could you mess that up? But their distances, right? Every time Neil put one just over the wall, and they were forty feet different than where like we know it landed because we have a measurement and it landed right by the measurement. Right. Every time that happens, Statcast is glaringly wrong. But if Judge hits one a hundred rows deep, we have no measurement, so we're just like, okay, we believe him. But I mean, if you if you believe Statcast distances. You're very naive. Bag of shit. Anyway, good game. Jay Hap with the nice win. Was there any uh, moves? Like, Jay Hap with the quality start. Robertson looked good. Batances good. Chapman scared us a little with the walks. It was pouring rain. And no, it's crazy. This was... Uh, no, no, that was game three with the pouring rain. Yeah. So, this was Hap making his return. And, I mean, it's been Lance Lynn sanity that we've been discussing recently. But this... And call me biased because he's our guy now. I think this was like Lance or Jay Happ didn't have his best stuff. He, I don't know. He, he he only made two mistakes. He the Profar home run and the Chew double, which sounds obviously obvious. Those are the two Rangers scoring plays. But he was six innings pitch, four hits, one walk, nine Ks, and I I think like I've been trying to say that Jay Happ's baseline like J-Hap's bad start is still a pretty good start for this Yankees team and I I don't know man I I think I think we're gonna be rolling with him just because he he can do his thing and get get through it and I I don't know if you're an opposing team and Hap's on the mound I don't think your mindset is like oh let's get to this guy it's kind of like Hey, we're gonna have a couple chances. We we better take advantage because otherwise, with the Yankees behind him, I don't know. I I think he's gonna rack up wins. Biased, a little biased. I hope you're right. I really you look do. good though. How about Disco Neal? I mean, two home runs, both sides of the plate. Right after you said on the podcast that he's awful from the right side of the plate, he'd never get it hit, and you bet your grandma's life on it. And no, then he I does. didn't say he gets that. A home run. I didn't so, say that. In your face. I didn't say any of that. Yeah, man, it was awesome. I've, <laughs> I've, I, uh, I've been getting a lot of Disco Neal love on on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's, he's a pro. The Yankees stuck with him. You've seen a lot of those quotes coming out. Uh, so yeah, you know, you go home run from both sides of the plate. He was the first guy to do that. Was it Swisher or Tex? I forget what they were saying. They're like, I think they just said we. You don't see that often. We've seen yeah. it from Swisher. We've seen it from Tex. Um, Bernie, but, uh, yeah, man. And so, yeah, bench him the next day. Why not? He had a stiff neck and he was a little sick, but then he came out the next day. Yeah. Well, he did. Well, I saw some rumors on the internet. 
The ones that you started that he went out on a bender? No, 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 no. I just saw those on the internet. Had a lot of juice, got a sugar up. I He either went on a crazy bender or I think he hooked up with Boone's wife. She was a playboy playmate. Not to start, not to not starting that rumor. That's it's just the mother of Aaron's saw. kids. Don't yeah. be a jerk. Well, why was he benched, man? <laughs> why was he benched? All right, let's go on to game two. We got four games to get through today. Game two is this the non-fun one? Yeah, this is the non-fun yeah, one. I'm I'm gonna. This will essentially be a punt, but I'll I'll have some fun with it still. Okay, you ready? Game yeah. two in the Bronx. Yanks took game one. Let's see what happens with game two for all of you that didn't miss, didn't watch it and missed it. Here you go. One, two, three, burn. Tanaka Tuesday on a Friday night versus Mike Miner on the hill for the Texas Ranger. We'd exchange zeros until the fourth. Adrian Beltre punching his Hall of Fame ticket. No, he's done that for the past 20 years. But a two-run homer, and then that's followed by Guzman. Who is this guy? Yankee killer. Guzman goes solo shot, 3-0, into the fifth. Andrews doubles to right, it's 5-0. Everyone's looking around. Tanaka, you've been our rock for a little bit. Guardy home run. Okay, everyone starts looking at each other a little bit. When can we have our magic moment? It's not today. Guzman homers again, 6-1. Odor, oh, what's that smell? 8-1, 6, Andrews with another RBI single. It's 9-1, top six. Just all the steam has left the stadium, or has it? Anduhar, ground rule double, okay. Voight, <laughs> my man, <laughs> the nerds win. Two RBI single, it's nine to four. Everyone looking around, where's the magic? Where's the magic? Guzman, another homer. 10-4, three homer game, the first time his dad watched him play in the MLB. <laughs> That's a story. Romine Homer, so much heart. 10-5, Beltre double to deep, it's 12-5. The final would be 12-7. Tanaka gets shelled. Cole and Green get roughed up. Ah, just no excitement before the game, no excitement during the game. Remove Tough. you, Jake, and me and all listeners. Remove your Yankee fanhood and your rooting interest in this game. Okay. Be a non-biased observer. Guzman hitting three home runs the first game his dad watches him as a big leaguer. That that'd make me cry if you tell me on the right day. Oh yeah. That is awesome. I wish uh, it wasn't against us, but that's that is like a fantastic baseball story. I cried today. Why did I cry too? Why why'd oh. you cry to I say John? No, I woke up to the uh the wedding uh from the office. The wedding episode. Oh. Like part two. Um so yeah, just a lot of emotions, yep. you know. Jim and Pam, you know how that goes. Tanaka didn't have it. Cole didn't have it. Um, Cole, like Tanaka didn't have it, obviously, is terrible. But if Cole was to give us what he's given us, we would have mounted a comeback, maybe. Yeah, and it's uh, the other, if if you want to start. That sounds like, like I'm putting it on Cole. I'm not at all. I'm no, just saying, no, no. like, two things happened bad. The offense was, was trying. And, I mean, if you want to throw a question mark out there, Tanaka gives up the second home run, top top six to Guzman, his the third home run he's given up, um, and then I think he gets pulled after that. Right? Was that well? A little what happened was were, he, were, Boone, were we he had a rough fifth inning, and then Boone sent him out for the sixth inning to try and get more length from him. Right. But it's like he, the first pitch he gave up a home run, I think, or first batter, 
That confused me, Boone, because... Yeah, and then he gets subbed out right after giving that up. So yeah, like, so, but like so in the Boston game, really Tanaka got pulled before the fifth inning ended because, you know, it was a close game and shit, and went to the bullpen because he was in like, we need to win this game mode versus Boston. But Tanaka was pitching really, really well, got pulled before the fifth inning. Here he's pitching terrible, and you send him out for the sixth. Just kind of like, that was the bad, just let Cole get the fresh inning. And that's where there's uh, there's mixed vibes that I you know I I actually I do love the analytics stuff I again I play my nerdy little baseball game that's kind of out run of the by park that. baseball yeah oopa I call it out of the park baseball um, and and I love that stuff and it totally has a factor but it does feel like the Yankees are like pushing the limits right like I I don't know at a certain point. Like, let's do baseball. Let's play a couple of the hot guys and see what lands. But I don't know. I think a little bit of the analytics, and this is tying into the Red Sox stuff to start this, it feels like you're not giving your team the best chance to win every game. Is that unfair? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just I just know that that was a bad decision by Boone. And you're right. Like, that's totally contradicting. You're going to empower Tanaka to start the fifth when you're down four runs, but you're not going to give him that last batter in Boston. And I don't know, man. I A guy hits two home runs the night before and has been your hottest hitter since the All-Star break. Throw him in the lineup. I don't really care where. Talking about Put him Walker? in the lineup. Yeah, man. Well, they said his neck was hurt and he was sick. So if you believe that, th- that's actually a reason. But, I mean, I don't really. He, he played he the, played the day, two so. games around it. Yeah, I I don't know. That's uh, it's and not dude, like because no, you what, might be thinking, well, maybe like they just me? said that at the end of the second game because they they got so much backlash that they were like, actually, this is why I sat because it got so much backlash. But they've been pretty stubborn with their moves and not really like defending themselves. And there's been a ton that everyone gets on and them. Dude, so I gotta were, believe his neck was sore and he was a little sick. If you were gonna make up like a fake injury because you already decided you were going to bench Neil Walker the next day. I don't know. A little neck stiffness and a little sick. That's yeah. one where everyone's like, oh, okay. So I thought you were going to ask me to make up, an, like, what, what would my made-up injury be? No. What would no. yours be? For, like, missing one game? Yeah. I like stiff neck. I think that's a strong play. Because every like every broken pinky finger, everyone's woken up with like a stiff neck, and you you kind of do that like, wow, this would be tough if I had to do this today. So I think I think that's a good get out of jail free. Like, oh yeah, he got a good night's sleep, neck's feeling better, he's back. Yo, you can do that. That's actually crazy. Like, right? You can sleep wrong, and then your neck just like I, you like. How could I do anything right now? That happened to me. I think I was talking about it on the podcast. I had a pinched nerve, and then we got into a whole talk about how we sleep. How's that going? Are you okay? Yeah, it's good. I it was because I slept on the wrong. I slept on a different side of my body for the first time in like two years. Neck but was you're, like you're Dude, better. Don't fucking do that. I always that's always a fun game. I feel like I feel like this is an annual thing. I don't know if this will start popping up on the podcast, but like picturing your everyday injuries, like jamming a toe pretty good, and then like picture playing major league baseball or something that would kind of suck you you're walking around with just like a little limp what was your ever do you have an everyday injury today i had crippling heartburn been been chewing tums like crazy 
Right, but you could do that and kind of get through. I don't know, like my, sh- I just like my shoulder doesn't feel great. <laughs> All right, let's let's burn game three. Game three, okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I think so. This is a I will not fully prepared, so we'll see. We'll we'll actually see Jakey's brain live on this one. It's your job to be prepared, which is scary. All right, here we go. Game three on your mark. Get set, burn. Game three, an old friend, Drew Hutchinson, who's made the round around in the ALEs against Lance Lynn. Lynn Sanity taking off in the in the Bronx. He's coming off of a loss again. Is he the hero we deserve? <laughs> Spoiler, he kind of is. Oh, noodle doodle. Stanton, homers to left in the first. Remember that for tomorrow's game. Greg Bird with a two-out RBI double. That was big. Felt the monkey come off his back a little bit. Let's jump to the third, Andrews, RBI single. Lansling didn't have his best stuff in this day. He was grinding. But bottom six, Neil Walker, single to left. Oh, wow, play your best players. Bird scores. It's three to one. Top seven, we got the bullpen in. Zach Britton not making friends in the Bronx. Walks in Beltre to score a run. Odor scores on a balk from Batances. What is happening? Where is this best pen in baseball? Andujar shuts him up. Miguel Andujar, two-run homer, bottom seventh. Big exhale in the Bronx. Chapman comes in to close it down late. Final score, 5-3. to three. Yankees win. This was another one of those games where you're like, okay, we're a little upset, but there's more positives because the only negative really is Britain. Like, what's going on with yeah. Britain? And, dude, it was – I, I – I, Hopefully I won't keep reverting back to this after you hear what I'm about to say. But I, I mentioned it last series that the Yankees are looking for... I don't, I don't want to say magic because that sounds corny and I just said I like geeks in baseball, so I can't say magic. But just those... I, CeCe getting the last out in his last start against the Tigers. or Moment. Just a moment. They're looking for a moment to, to, to push off on. Zach Britton had, has been pitching pretty poorly for us. He loses the strike zone. He goes down 3-0, bases loaded, and you're just like, oh, guy, this, like, show us. Show us why you're Zach Britton. Show us why you're pitching right now. Show us why Cashman went out and got you. And then he fights back. He throws two nice pitches, full count, and then he throws a ball, like, almost in the dirt, loses Beltre, walks in a run, and you're just, like, if Britton came back from that moment, like, yank it would have been full 360. Like, Yankee fans would have been like, yes, this this guy's got some some balls. We just we saw him go 3-0. He was in a real shitty position. And then what? He fought through it. Now we like that guy. You come up against a little adver- adversity. No, he, show, he showed some balls, man, he, for a second. And if he struck out, if he got that last out, if he struck out Beltre coming back from 3-0, the Yankees would have been with him. And now he's back in the doghouse. There wasn't the magic again. I say that as Andujar just sprints towards that Rookie of the Year trophy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just like those Yankees uh, Yankees magic moments. I'll I'll exhale there because it's, it's not a great statement. And Zach Britton walking in a run, <laughs> I don't think, will come up in a Yankees magic moments highlight reel. But it was close. It's like his third walked-in run or second. But Batance is coming in, and then the balk is just like, I wish people didn't 
I wish it wasn't so well known how he can't handle that. And like, did right, you see the dude? replay of the box? It's like yeah. a big knee wobble. It's a big old it's buck. not like a little flinch. It's like, uh, yeah, dude. And it's just so induced. Whatever. But Tances, uh, that, that's, uh, uh, I can't even get that upset about it because he's been dirty and he finished a strikeout on the next pitch and came yes. back the next inning. He's been good. And that was huge because, and dude, I, I guess we've been, this has been a little darker than we thought this episode would be. When I saw Dellen Balk, I said this is going to put him in a slump for a month. Yeah, like because well, that's the yeah, Dellen. We, I mean, that's the Dellen we've kind of come to know. Yeah, and he re, re, re he, he bounced back like perfectly. Yeah, and he's he bounced back, looked incredible, and that's yeah, old old Dellen Batances after he balks just starts throwing the ball everywhere. So yeah. that was kind of a positive, and yeah, dude, I I I think we're gonna talk more about him, but. Dude, huge home run from Andujar. Oh, yeah. He'll get some love later on. Yeah. All right, let's go to game four, and then we'll get into awards. Game four. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Ready? On your mark, get set, burn. Couple southpaws on the hill for game four. Martin Perez versus the Cookie Monster. CC Sabathia on a beautiful Sunday in the Bronx. Hashtag CC Sundays. Psychedelic flashback. Giancarlo goes solo shot, bottom one, just like he did the day before. One nothing Yanks all the way until the fifth. Aaron Hicks with a two RBI single, one for each A in his name. Andujar fielder's choice. Hicks scores. Then Gregorius Didi with the two-run homer and was also exemplary with the glove today. Couple plays you want to circle in the scorebook. Speaking of exemplary, CC was dealing. Six innings pitch, one hit, seven Ks. A guardy RBI single. The Rangers push a couple runs across on Sonny Gray. Ugh. But the Yankees win. CC Sonny to Holder. Ball game. 7-2 Yankees taking three out of four from the Rangers. Let's go, Yanks. Exactly what you needed on a Sunday to complete this the series win. Nice Sunday. Getaway day is nice now. I don't even know if we're going anywhere, but just that is that is the game we needed from CC. It's the game we needed from the offense. That was I mean, I don't want to say perfect because Sonny did mess up, but who cares about Sonny messing? I'd say it's like a perfect, nice Sunday win. It was a nice Sunday win where, yeah, man, I, if if the Yankees somehow lost this game, somehow lost this game, it's baseball. If the Yankees lost this game, I mean, just think about this. This podcast would be like a nightmare right now. We just split with the Rangers. We hate all the lineups. Like this would be like a a mean, angry podcast if we lost today. Who's your least favorite player on the Rangers? Do you have any thoughts about about them as a team? Um, Chu was pretty favorite. pretty annoying just because he would get on base just <laughs> yeah, everywhere. Chu, until today, Chu was killing us. Um, do you take uh, Roughnet Odor seriously? Because I know he's good. He's got, like, back-to-back 30 home runs. But that leg kick and, like, swing, I just can't – I can't take him seriously. Well, no, it's funny, man. So, I – again, I I like to think I'm pretty up on the sports world. Um, Odor had fallen off. He – um, like, earlier this year, he he hit 203 in May, um, 259. He, he hit 240 in April – 203 in May and I just heard there was like a huge hole in his swing and that like he went from this young stud for them till now he was he had like it he he had a hole in his swing like he couldn't his OBP last season was down to 296 
or excuse me, 252 OBP last season, 204 average last year, played in every game. So he was supposed to be like a young star for them. And now it looked like he had fallen into hole, but this year he's kind of found it again. He's 24, so like good, good for you, dude. Um, I don't, I don't hate him. I, I can see why some people could like him or dislike him easily. I don't hate him. I just, I can't take him seriously when he kicks his leg in the middle of strike zone before he swings. The thing that's funny for me is they're a team that likes to have fun. Like even old man Beltre. Well, you gotta like Beltre. Uh, yeah, but it's kind of one of those things. Like you guys are playing pretty bad, <laughs> and like. I mean, Andrews has been there a wh- for a while through some winning times, and it, I don't know. It's just kind of a weird atmosphere for me. Like, seems like these guys are having a blast, but also like getting their asses handed to them. Which I think, if I was a Rangers fan, that would bother me a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're right. All right. Um, were there any questionable decisions managing in this game? Put Sonny in and try to get him to get the end of the game, and Sonny sucks. They let they rode Holder to 44 pitches, I think. We'll see how they respond. I think he's going to need two days off, like minimum. Can't do a thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there was any tough calls or bad calls. Hard to have bad calls when you're up seven, six, nothing. No, dude. CC, CC, man. Look, talk about a stat line. Six innings pitch, one hit. I think he had three walks, seven and, Ks. And Didi with a fantastic defense. Did you listen to this John Sterling call? He was just talking about how the numbers and defensive range like kind of lie and that Didi's much better than the numbers are. And then Didi made that play, so he was like double as excited as he would have been. Sterling's incredible, man. He dropped I... the line like, Didi proves me right, which is very hard to do. <laughs> and the pitch is grounded deep in the hole. Didi feels to his feet, throws, got him. Oh, what a play. What a play. Thank you, Didi. You're making me sound good, which is very tough to do. Yeah, dude, his self-deprecating stuff has been getting me lately. I I listened to the end of I listened to the end of Saturday's game. So my my dog, when he has to go to the bathroom, he lets out a couple like serious barks in my face. Like it's wow. it it's very clear like when he's when he's ready to go. So bottom nine, Chapman's in, couple runners on. And he gives me the bark, and I'm like, dude, like, come on. Like, you got you to gotta know what's going on in the game, Noodle. He doesn't. He's a dog. Um, <laughs> so, so I was like, I was fighting it for a little bit, and I was like, oh, like, Chapman, let's, you know, give me, give me a double play. Give me something. Let's get through this. And then the, the dog was giving me the, like, no, bro, we got to go. So I was like, all right, Sterling time, radio, which ended up being fantastic. Um and cut to me in the dog park, giving like a big fist pump um, when Chapman struck out Profar to end the game, which also led to me having a great commercial idea, whether it's for like us one day or ESPN or something, but just pictured like people in all different circumstances. Like you've got someone at the game, you've got someone in their dog run, you've got someone doing something random, and they're all listening and like watching. And, like, they all have the same reaction, but they're, you know, in very different circumstances. And it's, has like, to have for love already. of the game or something like that. I feel like that has to have been done already. Like, not, like, fully. I don't think so. I don't know. But speaking of dogs, my dog, Zimmer, is getting old. Right. And since you told your your dog barks Talking in your face dogs. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Zimmer, Zimmer's getting too old, man. And, like, the other day... He eats, he plays, I take him out 
he forgot to go to the bathroom or just couldn't or something. So I take him back in. I sit down and all of a sudden he stands up in like his I'm shitting my pants squat right now and is trying to get to the door because he like knows he's supposed to be outside and can't. And it's just like this display of patheticness that I don't want to watch. And I'm like, dude, just shit in the kitchen and we'll fix it later. But don't put your like patheticness in front of me because now I feel bad for you. So that's my dog, Don Zimmer. Talking dogs, man. Dogs. Good dog podcast. Yeah. All right. Let's go to awards. If you're a new listener, awards are brought to you by AffordableJerseys.com. Your one-stop shop for Yankees jerseys with no names on the back. Less than $100. Buy it for you. Buy it for your wife. Buy it for your son. Buy it for your grandpa. Buy it for your dog. That would be interesting. Mm. They got no names on the back like the players on the field. Majestic cool base from a warehouse in pennsylvania awards jake it's sunday the lord's day which means it's my day i get to go first the first award we give out is pride of the yankees pride of the yankees pride of the yankees and my pride of the yankees is going to jean carlos stanton good four games three home runs I don't know. I, I don't know. What was his final stats? It was um, five for 14, 357 average, 471 on base percentage with five runs scored, three RBIs, three walks, three home runs. In his last five games, he has five home runs, I believe. That's that's pretty good. That can't be true. He had to have a double home run there at one point. One, two, three, four, five. In his last six games, he has five home runs. He's in that hot stretch that everyone... Yeah. That everyone knew was coming, and we were like just de- desperate. Like, I really wish, I really hope it's coming. Everyone hoped was coming. Not everyone knew. Everyone hoped. Hope, but but it, but it, it is. was more like there was there was reason to believe it. W- it's not like Neil, where like right. you're like really like praying and hoping it's going to come. There's like reason to believe it was going to come, and now it's here. And he looks locked in. He's mean as hell. Looks on fire, and uh, in a, in a time when Judge gone and Gary having a bad season and Gary gone and we need someone and he's stepping up. Yeah, I don't even think is... he's stepping up. I kind of don't like that. He's just, I don't think this, I don't think his play has anything to do with who's not here. It just has to do with Stanton being very good beast of a, well, that's player. where that's, that's where I was going to go. I was going to go a little sports radio. Do you think any of his comfort is around the fact that like he is the dude right now? No, do you think not even nope. a touch? No, I think if Judge was here and Gary was here and other people were raking, I think he'd be doing the same thing. I think he just needed to get locked in. He historically like is better in the second half in August, right? So it just it seems more to play to that mold than anything else. Yeah, dude, this this guy has been special for a little while now, and I think like everyone saw last year and was like, okay, yeah, he was healthy. He did it for the Marlins. No one cared. He had a couple nut job months, like. You know, again, show us. Um, by the way, he already has the same amount of home runs in August that he had in <laughs> July and April, which is kind of insane. But, dude, you take out the injury from this this guy, and he's been a stud. So that's where you have to be super careful with the hamstring stuff. But I think, yeah, he's he's got his weird batting stance figured out. And when he's got the connect the dots, <laughs> like, in his head, because that's what he does. He, he takes bat... <laughs> to the ball on a direct chopping wood plane that like 
must make Paul O'Neill's heart go through his chest. <laughs> and when it connects, it's incredible. And even and we saw that home run on the Saturday game that you you got the CC gift. It looked like he clobbered, but apparently it was end of the bat or he just missed it or whatever. So it snuck out at 387 feet or whatever it was. But um yeah, man, he's uh he looks special. I do think there's just like a little I don't think it's an actual thing, but I think him being the man on the Yankees right now, I I think that speaks to like who Giancarlo is as a person just a little bit, you know? Maybe. I think uh I don't know, I think that kind of like I don't want to say discredits cuz it's it's definitely still a compliment that he's stepping up. Right. But I think he's doing this regardless, and this is just who he is, no matter what the peripherals are. Yeah, he uh, who <laughs> he gave he gave us two one nothing leads this series. All right, you're up. Uh, who's your pride of the Yankees this this series? My pride of the Yankees. I've got a couple options. What am I gonna go with, Jim? Um, there's a really there's a really interesting tricky guy i'm uh i i was gonna say cop out but i don't think i'm gonna do that no man i'm i'm gonna throw it to Didi, dude Didi had a series uh he ended up hitting 400 471 obp uh six hits four runs three rbis two walks he's <laughs> he's what the solid lefty for us like throughout our lineup with everyone hating greg bird and Guardy's moving up and down the lineup and getting benched and and all that jazz. And dude, the defense. I I'm really interested to see where things land year end cuz he's in gold glove contention. I know people love Andrelton Simmons. Sometimes gold glove becomes a uh just kind of like a we respect your defense award, like kind of Alex Gordon, Brett Gardner last year. Yeah. Um but dude, Didi Didi do you love me, man? I was going to give him a regular award, so you just stole that from me. That's fine. But he has, um, like in the, I don't know, uh, it's excluding today, but he, in in August he's got a 300 batting average, 391 on B, OBP, and got to have over 900 OPS right now. He's He's been good besides the one month. Uh, yeah. It's like a Chase Headley from last year, like one, but the other months are better than what Chase was giving you, but one completely dead month from Didi. But he's been pretty consistent and good. The defense was great today, and uh, all right, good. That's fine. I can give uh, you can give it to 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 Didi. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, I I just I think we we end up overlooking Didi. I don't I don't know why if it is the big guys on the team, but he's on pace to be, <laughs> you know, two seventy thirty home runs with in contention as a Gold Glove shortstop, and he's like. <laughs> for a lineup that gets shook up too much, he's the guy that's in there the most, it feels like. Yep, yeah. Oh, yeah, he definitely plays the most, I think. Yeah. It was him I'll, and Judge, and now Judge got hurt. I'll I'll confirm that, but yeah. So there's there's some DD love. All right, next award is the Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee motherfucker. I think there's some easy options this uh, this series for this award. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do, I think this is kind of a cop-out for me because it's... It's easy, and then it's easy to, to to pad up and uh, make a little better. So I'm giving my motherfucker to Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah. Oh, only yeah. only starting pitcher to shit the bed. 
in a long line of starts, like the last seven games, only one starting pitcher has really blown the game for us, and it's been Tanaka. But, but I'm not that upset with him. This is the first time he gave up more than four runs since April 17th. Tanaka, he was decent for a long time. Then in July, he was absolutely phenomenal. Then he had a decent, he was the only good start versus the Red Sox. So Tanaka built up a good amount of cushion to allow him this one stinker of a game, but it still was a stinker and the only loss we've had. And he dug a super big hole. I feel like Texas always hits Tanaka well, besides one time when he got matched up with Darvish. So Tanaka gets the motherfucker, but man, that really is, he's been pretty good this year. Not Cy Young, ace, who we want him to be or he was in the past. But he's been pretty consistent this year at not blowing the game for the team. Uh, and it was, you know, you know how the months work. May, June, July, August came up to this till we had a uh, stinker. So Tanaka's motherfucker, but I padded it with law compliments. Yeah, he hadn't lost in what, 13 starts or something like that? And yeah, yeah. He'd been when, pretty consistent. When, but you know, he that to rebound that nicely. I'm sure he will. And then uh, on to the next. That doesn't sound like a lot, but you forget that covers like three months of baseball. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah you can kind of have a bad start. Tank. So who's your motherfucker? I'm glad you picked Tanaka because um, I'm going to go with Glaber, man. Ooh, and I didn't know it, if you were going to go Britain or Glaber. No, man. I. Uh, this is two weeks in a row for, for Glaber to get motherfucker. Yeah, and just think about that. Think of our, our knight in shining armor. Um, the 21-year-old all-star stud. And, I mean, it, it's clear that he's uh, he's lost a little lead out of his pencil. He doesn't have that kind of young energy right now. It looks like the slumping is getting to him a little bit. It might be fatigue. I mean, this has to be the most baseball games he's kind of played, and he missed a lot of last year due to injury. Um, I mean, it could also – the this is always the funny thing with baseball – this is a this is a hard game. <laughs> like he could just be kind of playing bad, but then you start looking for excuses. Wasn't that the Boone quote? Like Boone's like, "Yeah, we checked him out physically every way we can. He's not actually hurt. He's just not playing good right now." Yeah. Everyone likes to look for excuses. Oh, he yeah. can't hit lower in the lineup. Oh, he can't do this, do this, do this. Like, no, I mean, he's just playing bad. He's young. It's his first year. We knew he was going to go through a slump. And I think Earlier in the season, we kept saying, everyone, the whole thing was like, our young guys are carrying us. And we kept saying, well, there's going to be a point where they're not, and we need, and now Giancarlo and Didi right. are carrying us, and Andor's still carrying us. He's fucking awesome. And and Glaber's struggling now. Since the injury, he's around 175 batting average, 294 OBP, 351 slugging. Three home runs, two came in that Orioles game. The defense, we haven't seen a mishap in a while, though. So in the, in the last two series since the Red Sox, I don't think we've seen – I don't think we've seen that lazy, bad attitude we saw in Boston and Baltimore, which was actually more upsetting than the bad play. Now it just seems like he's just not hitting. Yeah, and I mean, I, I said this last week, but I think this is like the first time this kid's run into adversity in his life. <laughs> like – He's he's slumping. He was kind of the star of the Yankees for a little bit. He was a top prospect, um, All Star game. Now, again, now he's in a slump, and we just said Andujar sprinting for Rookie of the Year. Like now, you're not even the top rookie on the team. If 
are you going to get benched for a game or two to clear your head for someone like Neil Walker? And then does that <laughs> does that send him down a spiral or does that clear clear his head? I don't know. I mean, it's it's a 21 year old running into adversity for the first time. Yeah, true. I don't, I think that's a fine. I thought I thought Britain was going to get one this week, but pin it on Glaber. Dodged a bullet. He could impact the game more. Well, that's an interesting thought process. I don't know. All right, next up, regular old awards. I get to go first. You took mm. my DD one, mm. so I'm gonna have to spin this one real what quick. Was it, what was it gonna be? Say what this was, is the. What was the DD one gonna be? I didn't have a name for it yet. Okay, you're an, you're an idiot. Keep going. I don't disagree. Yeah. Okay. This is the uh, should have been pride, but award. Okay. Okay, which is just a huge insult at me, basically. Yeah. No, but no, I think no, I think, yeah, no, because I didn't give him pride either. Right, but so, I went second. No, but even if you didn't use him, I wasn't gonna give him pride. Okay, he wasn't in my top two. Okay, it's Anduar. It is Anduar. <laughs> uh, I mean, offensively, Anduar had six hits. And six RBIs, the go-ahead two-run homer in the eighth inning or whatever that was, seventh inning, to take the lead right after we had lost the lead and were looking for desperate times. And it's one of our most consistent bats, dude. Just swings a big stick. Um, but, dude, did, did. But dude. the defense is is plummeting fast. Like, for a long time, it was like, hey, I thought they said this guy was bad. He doesn't seem that bad. He's pretty acceptable at third. And all that talk about him not being ready defensively, we kind of kept looking for it and like, no, like the, 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 ball, right. the analytics say he's not that great, but the eye test, he's kind of passing. He's not excelling, but it's acceptable. This last little stretch, it's been kind of unwinding. He had... Two errors on Sunday, and he almost had a third. He did have one nice play, if you want to counteract that. Someone had a good tweet. If Giancarlo Stan had a had a good hamstring, I think we'd be seeing Neil Walker at third and Andy Hart DHing. He's kind of excelled at DH. Now the top response you get is, well, he's young and he's gonna learn. Like, of course. But we're talking about him as a young player. We're not talking about future Anduhar future and will probably say man he's been great he excelled so he's definitely got to improve and he can improve i don't know if he'll ever be a great defender he really lets the ball play him as much as he attacks the ball mm. with his bat he gets attacked by the ball on defense which which hasn't hurt him going glove side like if he's making plays towards Didi, his that almost helps his sidearm throwing angle because he's yeah. kind of got his body going that way but you're right. Anything to his backhand. And so, well, A, let me touch on an important thing. Did you see the shot Tiger just hit? No, I turned it off because I didn't want to be distracted. Oh, my God. Well, you're an idiot. Tiger just stuck, I don't disagree. One within like, just stuck one within like six inches, and he had an angry reaction. So he's just winning back the world one shot at a time. But I've actually got some like scouting baseball stuff on the Andujar defense. Oh, wow. What scout did you talk to? myself which is the scary part so and i don't and people it's turned off their headphones tough to say what <laughs> tough to say what's actually real but we've seen anduhar trying to come over the top 
and I said this, we said this with the Boston game, like you saw him field it and think like, oh boy, I've been working on throwing over the top. Like I'm trying, this is the final out in the Boston series. If I do one of my sidearm throws and it goes away, the coaches are going to slaughter me. Everyone's going to slaughter me. So he did it. He had the ground ball today that he, same thing. It was to his backhand. He tried coming over the top, took Void off the bag. Then he made a great play later that inning where the ball took him into foul territory, but it was the same thing. But he had to throw over the top, and he like didn't have to think about it. And right now I think he's in that phase where if he's got to think about the throw, it's going to be questionable. If he doesn't, he's good because he has the talent, man. He really does. He can, he can pick it, and he can throw it really well. I think it's going to be really interesting in the next couple months to see if he fully commits to the over the top and says, I'm, I'm doing this until this is natural. Or if he has a couple more over the top throws, is he just going to bail and say, I'm, I'm slinging it. I'm sidearm slinging it. We'll see. We'll see how much playing time gets divvied up and all that going forward. Yeah. Cause it was a rough game for him on Sunday. Defensively offensively his fucking yeah. awesome nut job up there slapping everything he's got he's, no complaints <laughs> at all like even you want to say well i hope he takes walks more in the future i think you can still say that but it can't be a complaint just like in the future it'd be nice if he took some more walks had a bit a little bit of better eye there's no real there's no complaints offensively about andor and he Ooh, needs he's... to be in the game every single game his bat needs to be in there he's one of our top contributors right now and yeah, consistently he's... Batting 293, I mean, he's close to 300. We didn't expect that from Miguel Andujar. Um, like you said, the, the OBP isn't there. But And, hey, man, circling back on the games played. So, Didi's played 110. Giancarlo's in the lead with 115, but he's been DHing a lot. So, that's where I was kind of giving Didi the defensive love. Dude, our third most games played is Miguel Andujar, which coming into the year, we thought he might not see the major league field. We thought Drury was going to be our starting third baseman. So, I mean, just think about that. And, like, this was my, my, my other big tweet from the weekend was, you know, a year later, we saw last year's Yankees team, and we were so excited. Like, yes, Judge, Gary, Seve, we've got a lot of young guys. The Yankees are set up to compete again. This is awesome. And then since the All-Star break, we've been getting carried by Giancarlo, Andujar, and Neil Walker. Like, that's crazy. That's the Washington Nationals not have not being a great team this year. That's us yelling at the Mets for not actually rebuilding. <laughs> that's, that's baseball, Susan. Yeah, that's baseball. All right, who's your first award? My first award. Oh, I think I might go sour. Because I, I want to end on a high note. Okay. Hey, where's my car keys award? You're going, you're giving my car key award? Yeah, dude. No, what? no, no, no. I said, where's my car keys? Oh, probably. That's the name of the award. Where do you keep your car keys? I'm a big keep them on the hook guy. Oh, dude, I lose stuff every day. I've got like three main spots. And then, yeah, it's, sometimes you just got to hunt them out. I, I used to lose things like so bad and then I'd get so mad at myself. I'd start punching things like because I got so mad. I, oh, yeah. Like, like, why am I so dumb? I remember we were at a family barbecue one time. I lost my phone. And I was like freaking out in front of everyone because I was looking for my phone for like two hours. Like I can't. So I'm very proactive. I'm a big, right. big hook guy. Katie's not been putting the key on the hook, leaving it in her purse. It's mm. driving me insane. Mm. 
Yeah, that was that was one of the maddest I've ever gotten was I lost the remote. Because that's my thing. If Like, if I lose my keys and I'm at, like, a park or outside or something like that, I'm like, well, this is... Uh, this is in the gods' hands now. I I'm powerless. If I lose the remote in a six foot area, I am just furious with myself. But you are a big. The remote finds its way in the couch when we were roommates. Oh yeah. Like I would always know the remote was in the cushions because you were sitting there last. I don't know yeah. how you do it, but you were a big shove the remote in the cushions guy. It's a skill. I like to keep it close. You never know. All right. Um, what's, what's your car keys award? So the where's my car keys goes to my car key, the Yankees bullpen coach. Why is he getting an award? Um, Because it's actually a bad thing, Jim. Um, Here's let me like let me take you back to a year ago. The young Yankees are playing ball, right? We go out at the trade deadline. We get Sonny. We get Todd Frazier. We get Robertson and Canley. Hey, where's that guy, by the way? You know, there's life in the Bronx. We're doing it. We've got this crazy deep bullpen. Where can these young guys take us? When we had a one-run lead going into, like, the fifth or sixth inning last year, how confident were you in our bullpen last year? Very. I mean, it just seemed like Chad Green to, to Robertson, maybe a Canley inning in there, and minus the three bad weeks of Chapman. It just seemed if we had that lead, we were the Kansas City Royals from a few years back. Like, our bullpen is awesome. We're going to dominate you. You had your chance to get runs. Now it's over. And I got into a little bit of a, not an online argument, a good online discussion because they were saying we're so much better in one-run games this year. That changes, like, year to year. Um, The Orioles teams were a great example of that, Um, like, two years ago. Like, they were incredible in one-run games. It's not a direct correlation to the bullpen. I don't know. When we handed off the bullpen, the lead in the Lance Lynn start, it, it just it's not the same confidence. Like we, I don't know if it was just like that Chad Green swag energy last year and Robertson coming in hot or whatever it was, because it's not like the bullpen's been doing a bad job necessarily, but it just rarely seems like three or four guys put together a good bullpen set on a night when last year it, it felt like happenstance. You know what I'm saying? Is well, that we've, harsh? We've, we've had we've had times where the bullpen's been great like april they struggled then i think june july they were great um but you're right we're going through a rough stretch right now but i i gotta think that this will unwrinkle itself and the bullpen's gonna be dominant down the stretch and i think they gotta figure out i think they gotta ease britain in i think boone's gotta put him in a little less of big situations and they came in behind the plate because he's going through something with his command right now but Tances have been great I don't know about Chapman but he's getting it done but it's scary but yeah I mean how much does Mike Carkey actually do I get it it was a fun way to present the bullpen thing right well dude we gave him a lot of love (laughs) earlier this year because the bullpen was doing so great so I I just wanted to spin it that way but yeah man it's just it's tough for four bullpen guys to be sharp on the same night and I think we're seeing that a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, the less the less people you depend on, the better. Right. Um, so I I don't know. I just last year it just seemed so mentally in tuned. Like if we got that one run lead in the fifth or the sixth, like you did a fist pump. Like yes, we yeah. are in we are in charge. And right now it didn't feel like that. And and Britain ended up proving me right in a in a wrong way on Saturday. Yeah. All right. 
So I was going to give Britain. I thought he deserved motherfucker, but we'll just move on. And that you just kind of covered yeah. him. So I'm going to pivot to another award. P- a lot of pivoting out of me. Pivot. Pivot. I feel like, I feel like Ross. Pivot. 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 Uh, okay. Well, you know, this one has actually been requested. So I'm just going to throw it out there. It's a recurring award in, in sort. And it's the, hey, Jake, how do those bullets taste, you bitch, award. Hmm. What was that award? It's... Hey Jake, how do those bullets taste, you bitch? Okay. You remember uh, when you got this last time? Or you didn't get it. You know you would never win this award. I would never win this award. Goes um, to goes to Aaron Hicks, because guess yeah. what? Aaron Hicks didn't play a game, and guess who was saying play that guy? Me. Dumb idiot called uh Stat Boy Jake. Okay. That's not a nickname. Stat Boy Jake? No. I've been seeing that. I've been seeing it all over. Our I've Instagram listeners—they just, you know, they're big into the Stat Boy Jake. A lot of nickname. Stat Boy Jake. Hicks, uh, another big two RBIs in Sunday's game. A home run on Thursday's game. Uh, he's coming up big. Like I don't actually think his numbers of late are that great. I don't know. I have a feeling they're not. But he's actually coming through in clutch situations, and in the grander scheme, not just the series. Judge is out. Stan's got hamstrings. Jacoby's not playing. Gardner's still doing Gardner things because he's constant. He's actually in a, in a rough slide, but he's still playing every day and like contributing. If Hicks was 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 doing what we were worried about and not having even an average season, he's having a below, above average season. But I think you have to respect his consistency and what he's doing for the team. And you are his biggest adversary and you're like uh, Rita and he's the Power Rangers and why don't you go eat a handful of bullets? I've been giving him nothing but love lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, th- this, w- this was my early spiel to start this show. If we had Judge, Gary, Stanton being our three best guys, you, you can sub the guys out around them. You give those guys a rest once once a week, something like that, once every other week. Hicks is one of our three best players right now, and you kind of have to play him. That's why, I mean, I was just shocked he wasn't in there, especially with Disco Neal getting his stir- first start in right field. You're not going to have our best defensive center field out- option out there to help him. But yeah, man, he's he's been great. I think, um, and one, that did of, go sour because Walker missed a ball that Judge would have caught, and then Chu it was ran. a tough play, tough play for Walker, but Judge makes that play. I mean, you think? I mean, it depends where they set up, but yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Shane Robinson allows Chu to advance to second, where right. th- Chu doesn't even run on Hicks. No, so no, and that's again small things like that. I mean, those start to add up and. I I don't know. Hicks Hicks has been great. No qualms. Good defensive center fielder. Power. OBP. The stat line he's giving us, if you told me that before the season, would have been absolutely elated with. Man, I think the the light bulb moment for <laughs> I don't want to say me and him. That <laughs> sounds He way doesn't too know weird. who you are. No, and he shouldn't. But dude, when he found out he had the power from the right side of the plate to go Oppo Taco in Yankee Stadium. I forget what, th- I mean, that was that was like a month or two ago. But, dude, he, like, put one into the bleachers from the right side of the plate, and now he's just looked 
we we talk about Hicks trying to like outthink the game a little bit, trying to get the walk, trying to guess pitches. I feel like he saw that and was like, "Yo, if I just kind of do my thing, <laughs> I I I think I can ball out." And he has been. So love love to Hicks. How about that? Love to Hicks. All right, what's your next? Your last regular old award? My last regular old award. Um, how I I might do another. Uh, I, I won't say another cop out. How about uh the the boss award? Steinbrenner or Bruce? Close. Both. This is this is the old Steinbrenner Bruce award I've been waiting to give out. Okay. Uh no man, it goes to Brian Cashman. Oh we uh, we, uh you heard I, of him? No, I had this lined up. Well, you're uh, an idiot. You're a human idiot. I, so. I, I know. I'm glad you said it because it's a good way to combo. I know. But why are you talking at all? Because I want to steal it from you. Oh, OK. Um, well, here's the thing. So let's let's get the Zach Britton part out of the way. Obviously, didn't look great where he didn't look great, <laughs> but he he should figure it out. He's in a reliever. He's finding out his role on this team. He's he's got the experience. Dude, <laughs> Jay Happ and Lance Lynn. Are now what? Are they four and zero for us uh, since we've gotten those guys? Yep. And I mean, I'm I've been kind of slapping Hap on the ass. Ooh, how about that? Um, because Lance Lynn has been getting so much love because of his machismo and cup grabbing and all that stuff on the mound. Um, and Hap kind of creeps me out. Yeah, and I get that. But yeah, man. I mean these these guys. These guys, who and who would be starting these games? Sonny Gray and Sessa Herman. Oh, Herman. So just just think about that. Um, no, no, and the, again, we d- we didn't have to give up much. We we've, we've had to give Luke Voigt a couple at bats if that's really digging at you. But yeah, I mean, how how confident are you in these guys right now? Uh, Lance, again, Lance had to. He was struggling through innings, but he ended up. Five innings, one earned run, which will take that all day. Yeah. But yeah, the man, biggest these, difference these guys are going to be good for us. They, they're they stable, and they feel like they know what they're doing out there, where Domingo, Sessa, it was like, it was like, okay, every inning you were like, make it through this inning, make it through this inning. Yeah. Okay, next inning, make it through this inning. Where Lynn and Hap, it feels more like they, they're veterans. They know what they're doing. They have a game plan. They're much more stable. Uh, they, 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 so far it doesn't feel like, okay, one thing went bad. Like when Hap gave up that home run, it wasn't like, oh shit, it's all going to unravel, which that's what we would have felt like with Herman and Sessa. Right. That I just relived that Lance Lynn start with Domingo Herman on, on the mound. And I don't think he gets through three innings. Yeah. So yeah, it's a roundabout way of good job on those moves. Cashman. The fact that Drury got traded with a broken hand is pretty funny. Yeah. Were anyone saying the Yankees were, like, slimy for that on the internet? I don't know. I'm I'm asking sincerely. Not real. I didn't see any real people. But, um... Because, like, Toronto checked him out, too. Maybe they didn't, because, I mean, just do it like an x-ray. Right. But, yeah, I mean, Lance Lynn is now up to <laughs> 16.2 innings, .54 ERA. Hap is... 12 innings, 3 ERA? Yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, that's uh, that's that's huge. Yep. And 
Sonny coming out of the bullpen and doing bad, so that's back to neutralized on Sonny. Dellen got one out and then came back and did another three outs and looked just as strong. So if you want to count that as two innings pitched or it was one plus, looked good. The balk was shitty and funny, but that's about it. We do have uh, tomorrow or today, Monday, we have Luis Severino versus Jacob DeGrama, one game versus the Mets. Right. Now, how we handled this as a podcast last time, Jake, is we did when we just had one game series or whatever. So we're going to do the same thing again, which is Patreon, Patreon only, 30 nice. minutes, quick talk, because we're not, we wouldn't, we would not put another episode on the podcast app and, and kind of flood that for just one game. So if you want to hear our thoughts on this one game set versus the Mets and Severino, uh, go to Patreon, $2 a month, and you can watch live and listen to that and all that. And then after that, we have Tampa Bay Rays coming to the stadium for a three-game set, and no one knows the probables yet because the Yankees can do some fun stuff with their rotation. And, I mean, it should be, in the Tampa, it should be Hap, Tanaka, Lance Lynn. But we'll see. Versus Rays have all those bullpen arms. and Like, they have no starters now because they traded Archer, right? Oh, well, then Snell. Snell's back. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of what... If we'll talk about future stuff, big start. Hey, we got Severino against another bad offense again. So if we could get him fully rolling to be Severino again, whether it's just being the Mets or finding finding his arm slot or whatever it was, that would be great. Um, dude, this is a big Mets game, and I I I don't want to sound sports talk radio. There's no thing as a big Mets game right now. No, dude. I'll I'll tell you why. Cause dude, the final game of the Rays series is against Snell. So. Dude, four, two of our next four games are against DeGrom and Snell. Okay, okay. You meant this is a big game against the Mets. Yes. I thought you meant, like, this is a big Mets game, like, for the Mets. This is a big game for them. No, man. That's well, why I said there's no such well, thing. Yeah. Right, and that's a bad brain on you. But, dude, yeah, four of our next games are against two of the top, what, eight starting pitchers in the MLB this year? Well, I hope Shane Robinson's ready. I mean, I don't know. I, the Mets at home. You got to start Neil Walker in right, Andy Har at third, Hicks in center, Guardi at left, right? You have to. First DeGrom and Snell. We'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anything lineup-wise anymore just because I, I don't know. I don't, if I don't Walker know. can play right field, you have to use Walker's bat over Shane Robinson's. And the bigger thing is, I think – if you're going to get Neil Walker semi-comfortable in right field, it's going to be at Yankee Stadium where it's a small right field. He can figure it out. Like, I don't – next, again, Red That's what Sox I'm saying. Series. All these games are versus the Yankees so or at Yankee Stadium, so put right. Neil in right. Yeah, I, you'd like you'd like to think so. I, it, it hasn't – I don't think it's hurt them having Neil in right at all. Um, you wanted him to come up with that first place. So uh, it would have been such a party if we got Disco Neal uh, catching uh, that ball in right field, making a diving catch on his first play. No, I mean, I'm not going to worry about the lineup because whatever. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. But if I were to, to say anything, I would say you got to put Neil Walker in right, Hicks in center, Guardian left, Andrew Hart third, Didi at short, Glaber at second, Romine behind the dish, and... You can split Voight and Bird if you want, because I know you're going to anyway. Yeah, I mean, you you picture 
you picture Bird not getting the start against Snell, but like yeah, yeah. that's that's one of the lefties Greg Bird shouldn't be starting against. Like that's fine. Give him a Sale game off. Give him a Snell game off. That's but he's cool. still Bird still has better numbers versus lefties and righties, so whatever. Right, and it's and the bullpen gets used so much this these days that it's like really guys like what what are we doing here? But yeah, hey, I that's you win the Degrom game, you get a lot taken off your shoulders when that Snell game rolls up. That's all I'm saying. Yep. All right, that's the end of this podcast. Yankees are winning games they need to win and should be winning, but they're winning them, so celebrate it. Nonetheless, I hate the people that are like, oh, I can't celebrate it. We should be winning. No. You know what? Just celebrate wins. Enjoy a good time. And go Yankees. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. <laughs>